Welcome into the Fog.net podcast. Michael Swain here after Kansas beat Oklahoma on the road 66 to 52. And that was a fun game, jam packed with a ton of storylines. Uh, but to give you an idea of what we'll talk about today on the podcast, focus mostly on Devon Dotson, kind of his injury, what it means for Kansas going forward. Um, and in case you missed it, uh, Devon Dotson missed some time against Oklahoma. Uh, he played the first half and then missed a good chunk of the second half after suffering a hit point or injury at some point in the first half. Uh, we talked to Bill Self about that on Monday, and he said he couldn't pinpoint a time or this specific moment when Devon Dotson heard it initially. Uh, he said maybe it happened after bumping in uh, to a defender as he was trying to go over a screen. But late in the first half against Baylor, you could see that it was definitely starting to bug him. Uh, and he kept on kind of grabbing at his hip or his waistband. Uh, it was kind of hard to tell what was going on in the moment. But post game, you know, it, it said that he has a hip pointer injury. So initially, you know, Bill Self thought that he was going to be able to play today against Oklahoma. And sure enough, that didn't happen before the game. Comes out that he didn't go at shoot around today, and also did not uh, was was not going to start the game and play in the game for KU tonight. So that meant Marcus Garrett took over as the quote-unquote point guard or ball-handling guard, whatever you want to call it, today. And Isaiah Moss came in for him in the starting lineup. Now, Isaiah Moss definitely, with the added playing time, got some more shots up and played well, I think you could uh, venture to say, especially with the way that he shot the ball, You know, had some good effort plays in there. It wasn't like some of the performances that we've seen in the Big 12 from Isaiah Moss so far or maybe he can get a little bit lost early on if maybe that first shot doesn't go in, a couple shots don't go his way, that energy kind of gets zapped from him, and he's not been able to play a ton of minutes. You know, So he did pretty well in his time on the court. He played 38 minutes and got a team-high 20 points, 6 of 11 from 3, and that's a big deal for KU going forward, especially if Devon Dotson is not going to be playing, is you got to make up that scoring load. You know, Devon was averaging uh, nearly 20 points a game and has been Cage's leading scorer in just about every game this season. Uh, so you got to find ways to replace those points, and Isaiah Moss is definitely uh, kind of the first person you would look to uh, to kind of fill that void of points, and especially with the way that he shoots the three ball. It may not be one of those things where he needs to take as many shots as Devon does in order to hit that you know, 15 to 16 point total. Um, so for Devon, you know, with the injury, Bill Self didn't say he, you know, uh, he didn't really give a time frame of how long he expects Devon Dotson will be out. Uh, did a little bit of just quick reading up on hit pointer injuries, and it says that they can take anywhere from you know one week for the less serious ones to as many as six weeks uh, for maybe the more serious hit pointer injuries. Uh, so if you're going to play, you know maybe the middle game of that, say three weeks, that means you know he's going to miss for sure. So Kansas goes away this Saturday and plays at Texas. So he's you'd think probably in doubt for Texas. Uh, then you come home on Monday, the 21st, and you play Kansas State at home at 6. That's another game. You think you'd feel pretty confident about Kansas' ability to win that game, even without Devon Dotson. Kansas State has been uh, really bad this year. Just from you look at where they're at in some of the analytics, like Ken Palm, uh, they're not really high there. You look at the beat riders and kind of the framing of how they're talking about the team. 
It's not positive. Uh, so that could be a game where you would feel comfortable Devon Dotson not necessarily playing and still feel okay about your chances there. Uh, then you go into the Big 12 SEC Challenge that Saturday. That's another game where it's, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter, you know, in terms of the Big 12 title in that race. You know, it would be really good to get a, a solid quadrant. I don't know what quadrant Tennessee would technically be in, uh, but it would be a good win for Kansas if you can win that game. But again, it doesn't impact your ability to go and win the Big 12 title. So maybe he misses that game too. Then you go into kind of this tough two-game stretch where you probably would want Devon Dotson back. And that would be, for example, on January 27th. So from now, that would be 12 days, just a little uh, under two weeks. So you miss the Oklahoma State game at Oklahoma State. Uh, that would be a game where you really want him. You know, you think about the uh, Oklahoma State point guard. I'm not going to even try to pronounce his last name, first name Isaac, um, but he is really solid, and they've got some big men that are solid as well. Uh, so that's a game where you probably want to have Devon Dotson back, and then you come home and play Texas Tech on that following Saturday, uh, and that would be that three-week mark. So you're looking at kind of the games. These first three that are on the slate for KU are probably, you know, maybe not necessarily uh, blowouts or where you feel super comfortable without Devon Dotson outside of the Kansas State game, but you feel good enough with this team and the way that they look tonight in a road environment that they can go in and win those games. It's at Oklahoma State and home against Texas Tech where things might get a little dicey. So in terms of what KU has you know, coming forward and what you maybe need to see from them going forward, I thought you know you could be real positive with what you saw from Marcus Garrett tonight. I mean, for, for so many reasons, I think, first of all, uh, Scott wrote about this postgame, but you know, he's a guy that has played point guard his entire life. You know, you think about his time at Skyline in Dallas, he was the point guard there. You know, he was kind of a do-it-all guy. Uh, and then he comes to Kansas. You know, Devontae Graham is there. And when he's there as a freshman, you know, last year as a sophomore, you've got Devon there as point guard. So not necessarily a ton of minutes to go around with Quentin Grimes on the roster too. So now this is Marcus Garrett's first game as being kind of the true point guard. And I thought it was interesting that Bill Self, after the game, kind of labeled Marcus Garrett as the point guard of the future. Uh, I don't know what that says about Devon Dotson. I think you can maybe do your own reading into that, of what maybe that says about Devon Dotson uh, going after this year, if he'll be at Kansas or not. But I thought that it was interesting that Bill Self would go out and say something like that, you know, when you think about in terms of recruiting and getting other guys into the program, that you're saying, hey, Marcus Garrett, probably going to be the guy next year. And I think that you should, as a Kansas fan, probably feel good about that. You look at how much Marcus Garrett's ball handling has improved, uh, specifically over the last year, but even since he got to Kansas, uh, it's been it's really impressed me in Big 12 play, just his ability to get to the rim and use his handle to get by guys, whereas it feels like maybe in years past he's taken advantage of uh, closeouts and being able to take guys off the bounce just initially uh, with the first step. But now it feels like he's able to kind of continue dribbling the ball and still weave his way through guys. I mean, there was one move today where there was three guys coming out of me somehow was able to get his dribble down, pick it up, not have it be swiped away, and still finish at the rim. Uh, so for Marcus, I think you feel good about where you're at with him. It's just necessarily filling that scoring role because for as good as Marcus is, and you could say that Marcus played really well tonight, yet you know he only comes up 15 points on 5 of 12 shooting. So, and he, you know, it's also worth noting, he did make a three, one of two from three and went four of eight from the free throw line. So he's someone that, you know, is going to have to shoot the ball 
feels like a good amount to get to his points because he isn't an efficient score right now. Uh, you think about the three ball, how important that would be for him going forward if he can't start to consistently make those type of shots. But that's not something you're going to be expecting of him while Devon Dotson is out. What you are going to expect from Marcus Garrett is for him to A, not turn the ball over, uh, B, create for others, and C, just be a floor general. Um, you know, Devon Dotson is a great point guard, but I think that there's something to be said for being in Bill Self's system for three years. And, you know, Bill Self has also equated, you know, Marcus Garrett as being uh, someone that knows what's going on and is very, you know, averse in the offense and where people need to be at the right spots at the right times. And he feels like the type of guy that can get guys in right positions. If Bill Self wants to run a specific play and say maybe Udoka's in the wrong spot, you know, Marcus slows it down, you know, hey, you know, Udoka move over to this spot on the floor and then get the play going. So I think you feel comfortable with him being as a floor general for Kansas, definitely guarding the opposing team's point guard or the best wing on the opposing team. You feel good in that category. And it's just more or less in that scoring area where you could see Marcus Garrett, where you'd like to see Marcus Garrett improve. Uh, he still is really good at getting to the rim. He doesn't, it, it's weird for Marcus. You, I remember last season, it didn't feel like he was finishing well at the rim. You look at the numbers and he was finishing uh, all right. But now this season, you know, I, I don't have the numbers right now in front of me, but it'd be interesting to see what he's finishing at the rim so far. Now, in terms of other guys that maybe uh, can retroactively maybe get some more minutes, uh, Tristan Ederuna is definitely one of those people that just in terms of perimeter depth that he's going to you know most likely play more. Christian Barron has played a lot more as of late, and he has looked good in his minutes, but I don't think you want Christian Brown playing in that 30-plus minute range. So that means that Tristan Ederuna is going to come in. He's probably going to get double-digit minutes now for the next couple weeks if Devon Dotson is out. Um, and he's someone that, uh, you know, for as good as he was early on, uh, and I'm as high on Enaruna as anybody in terms of his long-term prospects, but it does feel like the offensive side of the ball, offensive side of his game is maybe a few steps behind where he's at on the defensive end. You know, he's got the long arms. He's really good in switches, uh, really good at going up for rebounds. It's just on the offensive end. It feels like too often he maybe gets caught standing around on the perimeter and maybe that is, you know, not having the game time and not necessarily knowing the correct spots to be in at the right times, but it does feel like he does get lost on the offensive end. So again, for Kansas trying to replace that scoring load from Devon, he's someone that is going to have to step up going forward. Not that Inaruna has to come out and make threes or that he has to come out and get double digit points, but he has to at least, you know, get you, you know, six to eight points, efficient looks where he's not having to take a ton of shots. Because that was one of the things for Anaruna in, in non-conference play was that, yeah, he was getting some points, but man, he loved to shoot the ball. And he didn't have any fear shooting the ball. And that's good, but this is something that Bill Self has touched on too before this Oklahoma game, is when you go on, this, on the road, you need to take good shots, make sure that you're getting shots off in every possession, and make sure that they're good looks. So, you know, for Anaruna, that's definitely something maybe look forward to, uh, for him maybe to work on going forward in an area of improvement. Uh, and then, you know, looking at some of the other guys, Ochai Baji definitely can play better. Um, after a, a good solid month of December, uh, he's kind of fallen off a little bit. Again, don't have his January numbers in front of me right now, but it doesn't feel like he's had a good string of games as of late. Uh, you know, he did make some threes against Iowa State, but those were, it did feel like more in the second half when the game was more open. Uh, he's someone that you would like to see get hot early on in one of these games 
and help get that confidence flowing early and maybe, again, trying to supplement that scoring load that Kansas is not going to have without Devon Dotson. So, And then in terms of defense as a whole, Kansas was still today able to be really solid on defense. I wrote about Yudoka Azubuke and his job on the defensive end, guarding one-on-one on the perimeter. He felt like he proved doubter, his doubters, if you will, wrong. Um, I, I don't know who the doubters are, but you know he felt like people were doubting his ability, and he felt like he showed people wrong. And for Kansas, you look at the perimeter. Christian Brown is able to come in, be solid. Uh, you know, Marcus Garrett is always going to be the best, if not one of the best, defenders on the floor. Ochai Abaji with his switching. It's just now Isaiah Moss is going to have to play more minutes, and if he can be solid for you on the defensive end with those minutes, you know, on top of what he's going to offer you on the offensive end, I think you can only be more than happy if he's able to be just adequate or replacement level on the defensive end. So a couple more tidbits just before we wrap up. Um, the thing with the two bigs uh, continues to look ugly. David McCormick, another rough game for him. Especially, you know, when Kansas is starting off in these two big looks and when you go against a team like Oklahoma, and now granted not every team has as mobile uh, big men as Oklahoma, but with Doolittle and Manic, you know, both Doak and McCormick had threes made over them uh, in the first half, which contributed to Oklahoma kind of making it a little bit more of a game close to halftime. Uh, and defensively for them, you know, they're going to have to figure things out together. You know, Bill Self said after the game today that he sees KU playing a lot more of those small ball lineups with only one big out there. And, you know, that will definitely cut down on the minutes for McCormick and cut down on the minutes for Silvio. You know, Silvio just got over two minutes of playing time. McCormick got over or just under 15 minutes. You know, and if Doak's going to play, you know, you probably Doak's probably not going to play 33 minutes. That was a, a, a season high from this year. You know, Doak's probably going to play in that 25 to 28 minute range. So there's not a ton of minutes to go around for those big men. And if Kansas is going to play small, then it's just going to become an even smaller rotation for the big men. And they're going to have to find their ways to impact the game in the short time that they are on the court. Uh, because I think if one thing you could say one thing about Bill Self this season is he has had a pretty short leash with Silvio and David in terms of their minutes as the lone big on the floor. So that's all the time we have for today. As always, thank you for listening to the 5.net podcast. As always, you can find all sorts of great KU football and KU basketball content on Fog.net. If you like what you heard, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. We really appreciate that. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at msway97. And with that said, we will talk to you later.